a playlist original. and who is ready to be petty welcome back to another episode of rtbp i am so glad you're here i'm back with nick to talk about his experience at the eras tour he went to the second night the saturday in foxborough massachusetts (laughs) massachusetts i can never fucking say that word and him living there has really ruined my life. But uh, if you've been following our journey, Nick and I have been covering Taylor Swift together for the past three years. I've linked all of the episodes of all of the things we've covered in the episode show notes if you want to check that out. But it was a long time coming. It's been a long time coming for him to get these tickets. And we go over all of that in today's episode. We also referenced the Fuck, Mary Kill that we did on our Midnight's Deep Dive on Patreon. I released that segment in bonus episode 34, so you can check that out if you want to know what we were referring to at the end of the episode. I've got some fun bonus episodes. I think I alluded this to this either on the last episode or maybe on Patreon, but I've got some fun bonus content coming out this month and in June. And on Patreon right now, we are doing a little bit of a patron vote about what I should cover next, whether that be Selling Sunset Season 6, the finale and reunion of Summer House, or the VPR Part 1 of the reunion, or the Kardashian Season 3 premiere. So I'm very excited to do that. And then next week, I have Troy McKeady on, and we are talking about the relationship between Britney Spears and Kevin Federline. So there's a lot of fun things happening over at RTBP, but because this is a bonus episode, honestly, we should just jump right into it. You don't need all of these housekeeping updates, but this was a really, really fun conversation and I hope you enjoy. Here's my conversation with Nick. I'm back with a very special guest. Nick is here to talk about his era's tour or experience nick how are you i'm good to be back it, it's been so long tori i think since the last time that we called i can't even remember the last thing that we that we talked about it was midnights um, it wasn't we made plans for me to come back and us to talk about the circle and then we made plans for us to talk about the circle <laughs> and the traders yes. and then january slipped into february and february <laughs> slipped into march like a, and then everything like a bottle and, of wine I was gonna say, everything <laughs> slipped away like a bottle of wine and then we were in mexico and then here we are almost at the end of june nobody wants to hear us talk about the circle or the traders <laughs> literally but the traders australia is coming so maybe we <laughs> if we can talk about that okay but like literally though i've been thinking about that forever but 2023 has gone by so quickly like yeah. i've put in like i've put in like four four weeks of travel i think and maybe more but i don't know i just like it's i've been so busy that i have missed so many good opportunities to podcast but i'm glad you're back i'm sure you'll be back on another episode soon but i cannot wait to hear about <laughs> you going to the eras tour Oh my god. I, I am still in, in awe that the Eras tour happened for me. Yeah. Despite coming onto this podcast and being like, I didn't get tickets. 
tickets. Yeah, and, and like literally being like, if you got tickets, like sell them to me and stuff like that. Like <laughs> fucking feral. <laughs> literally. <laughs> yeah. So for for those who don't who don't know, um, I, if, if you're new to meeting me, hi. <laughs> I'm not the problem. It's not me. <laughs> um, but I'm I'm just I live just north of Boston, so the like the stadium tour for us is Gillette. Um, so years ago, I, lifetimes have passed since I had tickets to Loverfest at Gillette, and they were brutally ripped from my my hands by fucking COVID. Oops, sorry, Tori's mom. Um, <laughs> Can you just wait, just wait. When we drove into Boston that one time, and you pointed out that stadium was that Gillette. No, definitely one? not. Definitely oh. not. Gillette. Gillette is south of Boston. Okay. It's kind of obnoxiously south of Boston. Um, I definitely would have pointed out Fenway Park, but Gillette is oh. a much. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say Fenway, then I was like, no, I think that's Chicago. <laughs> that's Wrigley. <laughs> oh, whatever. Uh, it doesn't. It Gillette really doesn't is matter. a much better stadium for any okay. type of concert. It's actually a phenomenal venue for. The concerts that I've been there before, and like the t- Taylor Swift outdid all of those other concerts. <laughs> duh, duh. But yeah, so I I was like ready to go to the four freaking shows in all of America. I had tickets to, and then not able to go. And then there's three Lover shows. Fest was only four shows. Yeah, two in L.A. and two in Foxborough, and I had box seats. Damn. Two Mm-hmm. Damn. Okay, I was kind of a fake fan of Taylor Swift back then. But... <laughs> this was pre-Gaylor, so you were like yeah. invested. <laughs> like actually like so sad but it's true so yeah you had lover tickets they got ripped from your hand and then and then three three shows for eras tour and i couldn't get a singular ticket yeah november 16th happened which again best day of my life because one of my best friends had a kid i won survivor and got taylor swift tickets worst day of your life like yeah, literally. Like, I got hit by a bus. <laughs> I like not a highway robbery because my friend who has Capital One, who was in charge of ticket duty Fucking that day, fake friend, because he works. No, mind you, like he works from home, so he had all the availability in the world to get these tickets when they came online at like ten a.m. or whatever freaking time they came online. I was teaching the youth of America and couldn't (laughs) sideswipe to my computer to, like, wait in the Ticketmaster queue to get tickets. I had students take the day off from school to sit on that queue and get tickets. So I was like, it's it's okay. My friend's got the Capital One. He'll come through. We'll get, like, six tickets for this tour. We'll be, like, we're so ready to go. You know where he tried to get tickets, Tori? The urgent care parking lot. (laughs) Urgent care parking lot without yeah. reliable wi-fi and then he was like thrown like to the fucking like walls in shock over the fact that the wi-fi wasn't processing him to get on Ticketmaster. so mind you everybody knows the story of Ticketmaster's literal like criminal charges at this point it feels <laughs> like, like. Literal legal issues. Um, also, I want to mention that he was probably in urgent care because of the survivor games. <laughs> <laughs> Like, yeah let's be real but but yeah so you didn't get tickets you were devo mm-hmm. and i was like hunting the streets like anybody want to give me their tickets anybody have extra tickets like how do i get tickets so i was not look look as desperate as i was i was not so desperate that i was going to be tagging people in the comments of instagram and sharing posts 
Like, I was not going to stoop that low. I appreciated <laughs> everybody who stooped to that level for me. The lowest I was willing to stoop was was calling radio stations. I was going to say, like, but you were on the radio yeah, stations. Yeah, which I feel like is which I feel like is particularly desperate because listening to morning talk radio is a nightmare. Mm, there's a, a certain type of creature who enjoys that, and I am not them. Anyone over the age no. of 60. <laughs> like, like, I was, like, on my w- way into work. Like, I would intentionally leave work a little bit later to call into the radio shows to, like, get the times when those tickets would go on. And then in the afternoon, it'd be like, okay, Taylor tickets at 4.55 or some nonsense. And I was like, okay, well, like, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go. Caller number 13. <laughs> no. Never. 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 Um, Never. So, and then bamboozled by my friend who was supposed to get the tickets for us, who ended up getting two tickets to the show for him and his fiance. I was like, whoa, hold up. Yeah. I, I thought that I was, was in on this. That was actually fucking betrayal. Like, he got to, also, he's definitely going to listen to this. <laughs> okay, Johnny. <laughs> yeah, call him up, put him on blast. Yeah, like, literally. So he got, just wait, he then got invited to get more tickets, and then- He got a Ticketmaster email that was like, yeah. still interested in tickets? Insert your price range here, and we'll let you know if we have them. $1 Which I heard. <laughs> like, I heard. So I heard about the email, and then what I heard was, yeah, we never heard back from Ticketmaster. Like, they they, they gave us, like, fake information, or, like, they, they pulled the rug out from under us, or some nonsense. So I was living in, like, this bliss- through the holiday season into November, into February, thinking they didn't have tickets. And then I don't remember when I actually found out they had tickets, but I definitely remember hearing from like a third party of the conversation who wasn't Johnny or my friend Allie to expose that they had tickets to the show. And I was like, whoa, I thought you didn't have tickets. And they were like, well, yeah, like the Ticketmaster came through. Like they're not good seats. They're in like the 300 level. I was like, this is actually way worse than I thought. I was like, hmm. I thought we were all in this together. And I was like, Johnny, give me your fucking ticket. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because I want to clarify, Allie's the fan. Johnny's a fan too, but not like you and Allie. Like you and Allie had tickets to Loverfest. Yeah, I, Johnny did too because he got us those tickets. But like but we like, spurred the we spurred yeah. the plan. <laughs> exactly, exactly. I mean, look, I don't blame him because I think it was a show that like even if you weren't a fan, you could have enjoyed. And Johnny is he is like a he is significant a fan. He is fan. A fan, but not to like um, I would feel like your level. But, like, those should have been mine. <laughs> yeah, like, clearly. Like, no, I'm on um, your side. Like, <laughs> um, So, anyway, I was like, wow. Okay, so now they have tickets. And me and my – I've never been to a Taylor Swift concert before in my entire life. This was, like, my chance. And I'm like, am I going to have to wait another, like, four years for her to go on tour again? Like, I'm not getting these tickets. So, you know, I grinded. I was outsourcing. I made it known that I wanted tickets. People, like, for, like, weeks have been like, hey, Nick, what are you doing the weekend of, like, this past weekend and you're like i'm going to because it was well it was well no so it was the first weekend my camp opened so people were like nick are you gonna go up and open camp and if you know anything about me like i am there like the day camp oh like i'm ready to open up like that is my like mantra and i was like going to the lake is like that's my default like if if i have nothing else going on like i am 100 percent there but i'm not gonna say yes because i'm holding a hope for these tickets and i want everybody to know (laughs) that i'm still looking for taylor swift tickets i was like trying to outsource from my students (laughs) that's so desperate (laughs) there was somebody well 
Well, there was somebody at work who was like, yeah, we bought tickets for Foxborough and then we bought another set of tickets to the show in Nashville. And I was like, you don't need that's two That's shows. actually rude. That's actually like, so like, can we Can we give me some <laughs> Yeah, it's like, I will give you an A plus in this class if you give me your Foxborough tickets. So yes, so desperate times. I had one friend who was like, yeah, my friend... My friends bought tickets, so they don't, they don't think they're going to go anymore. Let me reach out, and I'll ask if you can buy their tickets. Oh, Melody, the, the, the podcast. Friends of Melody. People know Melody. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So Everyone Melody knows was like, Mel's, like, sleeping. <laughs> hoax. <laughs> yeah, it's a hoax. <laughs> um, so she was like, two of my friends aren't going to go anymore. Like, let me see how much the, the tickets are. Maybe you can get them. And then the tour started back in March, and the set list got dropped, and TikTok was all over it. And her friends saw the TikToks were like, oh, my God, no, we want to go now. Like you fake ass. Like that's fake fan behavior. Uh, yeah, so I was down bad in a variety of different ways. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I had. I'm not gonna say I had given up hope, but like my my efforts in searching had had fallen off. Okay, like I was like, you know, either it's gonna happen or it's not gonna happen, and you know who's gonna make this happen? Somebody who's not me. <laughs> like that was my attitude. Like somebody else is gonna make it work. Like, I don't know how. Some some way, um, so the so I went to the Saturday show. Just a little a little hint there. The the yeah. rainiest rain show to end all rain shows. Whatever Taylor Swift said. That's Seriously. where I was. I was in the monsoon. <laughs> Seriously, I was in Taylor had shows Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Obviously, Thursday night I'm at the bar. <laughs> Naturally, Naturally. Um, trivia night, and mm-hmm. Melody texts me a screenshot of her friend's Instagram. And she's like, oh my God, my friend just put these tickets on sale like 27 minutes ago. It's for Sunday. Like, do you want me to look into it? And I was like, of all the days, like Sunday is the worst because I have a cousin who's graduating and I should go to the graduation party. And and I know that I'm going to have to go to work on Monday and I won't get back until super late. That being said, yes, look into the tickets for me. I need to know how much they they are. Yes. Um, but because it was just a singular ticket, I was trying to be like, well, Melody, am I going to be able to be with you? Like, what's happening? So yeah. I had her reach out. And it literally within two minutes of Melody sp- sending me that text, I had another friend text me and be like, hey, do you have Taylor Swift tickets yet? And I was like, no, I'm still ticketless. <laughs> she then followed up with me and was like, would you be interested in volunteering at the concert? And I was like, yeah. Like in the parking lot or like in the <laughs> concert because Gillette had like the when <laughs> when Taylor Swift sings an antihero like she's lurching towards your favorite city that was about her in this fucking tour and I don't care if she says it wasn't because the amount like sheer amount of news coverage the week leading up to the shows and I don't know if anybody else in any other city has experienced this as well was batshit like when I oh, say, yeah. like like there were like, even my mom's Facebook feed was, like, taken up with all of these Taylor Swift articles to the point where she was, like, I can't even say her name because the algorithm is listening. And she kept referring to the – she's, like, the blonde who's coming to Gillette this week. Blondie? Yeah. <laughs> Little does she know that's Taylor's nickname. But, okay, but no, that's true, though, because every city is doing, like – we planted this tree. We, like, named this bench. Here's the key to the city. Like, like even – all of the stadium like Twitter accounts are like renaming their Twitter. Like 
It's yeah. huge. The like, thing it, is, it Gillette is huge. Gillette doesn't have to do that because Gillette has had like a monopoly on Taylor Swift, like Swifties, since yes. the original Rain show she had yes. during Fearless uh, or Speak Fearless. I think, yeah, I think Fearless, yeah, um, or whatever show that was like a decade yeah, plus it was ago, like so 2013 or whatever, yeah. So Gillette doesn't really have to do any of that stuff because Taylor Swift already loves them. And if that's not clear, like she literally had two shows, two locations for Loverfest. One was L.A., duh. And the other one was Foxborough, which is super yeah, random. Yeah, that's actually so random when I think about it. Um, So all of that is to say, like, the news coverage was insane. Like, I'm sure other people who are listening to this podcast have seen, like, the video of everybody on that bridge in Philadelphia just, like, yeah. screaming songs. People in Tampa, like, in the parking lot partying, like, watching her on the screen. Like, so, like hundreds of people. The vibes have been insanity. Yeah. And Gillette basically was like, there's no tailgating allowed. You're not allowed into the parking lot if you don't have yeah. a ticket. And Gillette has, like, a like plaza connected to it that like is accessible when it's like not Patriots game day or not concerts like that people like I have a friend who works at like one of the gyms in Patriots place um, or is affiliated with the gym in Patriots place that like they access quite often um, but they literally shut everything down for the concert and said if you don't have tickets you're not allowed in so when I heard that there was volunteering I was like well that could at least get me into the parking lot like I could party in the parking lot um and she was like, well, I'm, I'm trying to, like, learn more. I just learned about it. And she was despo for tickets, too. Like, she was actually, like, hitting me up. Like, she was on Instagram, like, tagging me and stuff. Because it was like, <laughs> if she gets tickets, she'll bring me. And if I get tickets, I'll bring her. Because the two of us were, like, I down bad say, for the tickets. I was that is, like, a really good friend. Because <laughs> if I was in this fight for my life, I would have been, like, just for me. Like, <laughs> like, like, I'm not helping anyone else out. So, and she was like, well, I think it would be in the show. I'm trying to get... Um, information and um she was like that it would be for saturday and i was like that's great let's go saturday right now come on come on, come on. yeah yeah so <laughs> basically what my my volunteer role was was i was selling french fries <laughs> that gonna, was my for, for and, honestly i'm gonna beep this out but cat or whatever like, no free clout for the girlies <laughs> I was, i'll send i'll send tori a picture of me and my or maybe yeah, i'll send a video I'll of me in my yeah. little uniform <laughs> yeah it's actually like so cute i already posted it on my my patreon at discord <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> because we have a taylor channel and uh one of our listeners meg was at the show and same with maddie one of my frequent collaborators so yeah we've been already talking about your cute uniform but <laughs> So, like, okay, like, were you making fries? Like, you were literally, like, taking the frozen fries, putting them in the oil, like, serving them up? No, no, no. <laughs> so, all right. So, basically, the, the day shifted around. We solidify Saturday. And they tell us, they're like, hey, we have a, nine volunteers plus the two of us who usually do this. This is, like, five to six person job. Like, there is not a whole lot of space behind the counter. But, like, basically, like, if you're going to come in and volunteer, like, you can leave before the show starts. And you can just go watch the show. Like, you won't have any seats. Um, but, you like, you aisle? can stand. So you can, like, you can just stand around. And I was like, well, I'm in the show. Like, I'm there. Like, I would have went if I had to volunteer the entire time and would have just caught parts of the show if I could have yeah. been. Because I didn't know, initially didn't know what I was volunteering for, just that I was in the place. But I was like, well, if I'm, like, going to be making hamburgers or whatever nonsense yeah. or selling water bottles or, like, if I'm walking around, like, get your Fenway Frank here. Like, whatever <laughs> I had to do, like, I was going to be there. 
So, okay, but just wait. You know that if I were to do that, I'd be like, I need to go to the bathroom, and then oh, I would just disappear for three yeah. and a half hours. So, so, so our our plan was like, well, if we do have to like go there, and we're actually yeah. forced to work, like we're running. Like, like yeah. what are they gonna do? Like, <laughs> they're gonna find me in the crowd of seventy thousand people? I don't think so. <laughs> I would like put on like a fake disguise or something like that, like rip off the uniform. And this is how I want to say this is how I know she's a real one. So my friend um, has a boyfriend who is also my friend, and she they she got like this this opportunity to get two volunteers, and she kicked him to the side and asked me, <laughs> she, "Fucking that should have been Ali." Like, <laughs> so, I'm just so kidding, she was Johnny, like, <laughs> so she was like, Nick, do you want to come? Like I like like you'll be something. Like she was literally like shaking like the fact that she was in like. She was not going to be able to do anything but focus on the show. And she was like, at least Nick can, like, speak for us. <laughs> um, but in doing that, she said, I have a friend. And um, they were also like, well, why don't you bring your boyfriend, too? So she got all three of us into the show. Sick. So we so we go to the show. My friends live, like, 20-ish minutes away from Gillette. So I meet them at uh, at their place. The three of us drive in. And we get to park in the volunteer lot. And they basically, like, shuttled us in with, like, b- volunteer buses. So the gates to Gillette open at about 3.30, I think. I think the parking lot's opened at 2.30. I was in Gillette Stadium by, like, 1.55, 2 p.m. Insane. We get there. We check in with the <laughs> Oops. <laughs> we check in with the, with the French fries. They're giving us the rundown. And they're like, okay, so, like, there's 11 of us. We're just going to run, like, five, six people at a time. So while six of us are in here, the other five can take a 15-minute break, and then we'll just cycle in and out. So you can watch some of the opening acts, blah, blah, And we're like, okay, what do you need us to do right now? And they're like, oh, we don't have any work for you to do. Like, we don't have any of our product yet. Like, we have nothing for you to do until 4.30. And it was like, what? And they're like, yeah, you can just walk around the stadium. So I'm like, I have my little blue shirt on. I have my little purple (laughs) volunteer wristband. I got my hat on. Um, And they just let us walk around the entirety of Gillette Stadium while they're setting up the concert um like walk down all of the seats like all of the different like little like props they have set up for like like exclusive bands to take tickets uh or take pictures with i mind you didn't have to pay for parking because we parked in volunteer lots yeah. i did not have a ticket so i didn't have to pay for tickets and i'm in the show first like walking around the merch booths are set up so we're like hey, like, once the merch boots are, like, open at 3.30, can, like, we just run over there and get merch? And now, I wasn't going to buy any merch for myself, but I was like, I can buy merch for other people. (laughs) So, yeah. (laughs) So, and when I say, like, at least 50% of the volunteers for their show were bullshitting, scamming their way into volunteer land to get free tickets to the show because they didn't get tickets either. (laughs) So, like... All of us volunteers wearing these ugly ass blue blue Polos. shirts, running to different <laughs> merch stations before the actual fans who bought tickets. And, and there's like people who are like hardos and taking their job seriously, who are like trying to clear volunteers out of line. They're like, "You didn't pay for tickets. Some people paid five hundred dollars to get in here. They get to get Shut merch first. Up, and yeah. it's like, okay, like valid, but like, fuck you, no, but like whatever, um, yeah." So, so but no, on the day, if I see a volunteer in the line, I'll be like, guys, this is a volunteer. Take them out. Like, oh, didn't Look pay. at Tori. Tori starting class warfare at the Taylor Swift <laughs> shows. 
literally, literally, literally that's what it felt like. I was like, well, I- I'm here for the the movement of us poor people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, literally, that is so but fucking funny. They they like are like kicking the volunteers out of line. But my friend put her purple bracelet on, super loose. So she slid her purple bracelet off. She took off her blue polo underneath. They were we were told not to look like Taylor Swift things. <laughs> She under her shirt put wore the like the standard like white like not a lot going on at the moment shirt. She had red glasses. She had all of these Taylor Swift friendship bracelets that she was hiding in her pocket. And when I say she took off that blue polo and threw it to the side and took her purple wristband off, she went and grabbed all of her friendship bracelets. She had these red heart glasses that she put on. And she was like, "I'm gonna go over to the merch line." Nobody called her out because she looked like a fan who paid to get in. She wiped up the merch for us, like the blue cruise that, crew I, neck. that I didn't realize that I didn't realize until you told me Tori that was like the hot ticket item like I was nervous about telling the story at work today because I was like people are gonna think this is bullshit that I like, no, and, like got the merch you I like can't tell people show. because you're gonna get mugged <laughs> like, yeah, like, seriously I'm like nervous coming on this podcast because like you know this is the petty zone, and these are the people who have the right. Yeah, to be and RTPB listener like me too on the street of Boston comes to your school or something for but the like, blue neck. No, but like actually, actually though, I don't know if you've Googled it, but if you just Google like Taylor Swift era's blue crew neck, and like if you just look on TikTok of like Taylor Swift era's merch, it's just all about the fucking blue crew neck. Yeah, and and like that's what I heard that like people weren't able to buy them because like the large was sold out or their size mm-hmm. was sold out and that you had yeah. to like they they just didn't have them in people's sizes because they went out so quick and when I say like we probably bought our merch at like just after 3:30 like between 3:30 and 3:40 got all of the merch by 4:10 the merch line was at least an hour hour wait I can't do that. Insanity. Like I can't um, do that. Like some people go like the day before their concert is and stuff like that yes. to line up. You're not catching me in a line. I'm 30 years old. Like, <laughs> like you said, I, elderly. Let me. Through. Like literally, you didn't see me at Disneyland. I was a fucking nightmare. But you did see me at the Richmond Night Market. Like I just can't do like a fucking <laughs> line in the sun. Like I just really can't. Um, but also because it was raining, everybody for most of the pre-show was under the like walkways. Like nobody was really in their seats because it was raining. Right. So everybody was in food lines or in merch lines. <laughs> like it was bananas. And Allie and Johnny, who had tickets to the show that didn't get in a time, we were like, "We'll go get your merch for you." <laughs> um, you know, I was trying to give back. Like we got in for free. Like I can, I can, you know, make some other people's lives easier by making their line a little bit less. Let me use my privilege for for the betterment of other people in this moment. So anyway, finally, time comes start to working at the French fry stand, and they're giving us the rundown of the different roles, and they're like, okay, people on registers do this, people scoop the fries. There was there was no alcohol being sold at this station, so literally all I was doing was the fries would come out of the oil, so somebody else would do the thing, put them in front of me, and I would scoop the fries into a basket, and then I'd put it under the heat lamp. And then if I wasn't scooping fries into a basket to put under the heat lamp, I was, like, making, like, chili cheese fries. <laughs> Or like buffalo fries. Like yeah. I do it so for 15 minutes and then they'd be like, okay, you can head out and take your break. <laughs> like every 15 minutes I was taking a break. I got free food, free French fries all night long, free chicken tenders from other stations. I got like two free like sausage, hot dog type things, free pizza. Any was it a sauce- red snapper? No, it was not a Ritz. It was a sauce. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> free, like, 
soft drinks or water. So I didn't have to pay for any of the like $6 drinks. So I literally did not spend a single dime on my own when I was at the concert. And then I found out that I got tips. (laughs) Which is, okay, this is starting to get annoying because it's like I spent close to $500 (laughs) on my ticket. I've spent only $30 on my outfit. And then I bought a clear purse because that's (laughs) what you need. So that was another $10. I bought earplugs because, again, 30 years old. (laughs) And then I bought a friendship making kit (laughs) So I've already spent like, say like $580 and then I will be driving down to Seattle, paying for parking, um, getting a hotel, like all of this stuff. So I'm running up like a thousand dollar bill. Meanwhile, so I'm minus a thousand city girls down a thousand. You're fucking up a 50 bucks of tips literally and like that like, like it, it gets to the point where this like and I, this is why i feel bad about the story because i think it's like iconic in the sense that i got i like hustled my way into the taylor swift concert last minute it's like very exciting like i got into the taylor swift concert but then like the story keeps unfolding and it's like not so cute but i feel like like my friends bad obviously were, no, no, good karma like, like, like karma my is your friends, girlfriend my friends were like <laughs> fucking course like nick gets this like how does like he always swings it he's so lucky and it's like well but why aren't you mad at like our friend Haley? and it's like because Haley worked for (laughs) (laughs) so but no it it, like again didn't have to pay for parking got in early and then i literally walked out fifty dollars richer in tips like and for me to drive from like where i live down to like where my friends live like both ways gas money i probably put fifteen dollars in so like really at the end of the day like anyway amazing the concert starts and the we had made friends with the security guard and the security guard was like if at any point you need to go to the bathroom like don't go wait in the line i'll just let you into the press room bathroom so when i was like going to the bathroom like pre-show or during the during the show like i wasn't not that the boys waiting line was that long anyway the guy's waiting line isn't even long (laughs) um but they would just be like let us right into the (laughs) press box single stall bathroom and he said because we had these purple bracelets we were working so that we could just go stand like in the middle of the aisle like staircase between like the two metal posts and nobody could would say anything to us because they'd see the purple bracelet and just assume that you were doing like security detail <laughs> so, like, you're working was, at and, fucking fry station like, <laughs> and the amount of people that came i ha- must have had at least 10 people come up to me and be like do you work here and i'd always be like ish and they'd ask me some question i would not know how to answer i would would have said no to all of those people so like i was able to like stand in pretty good seats but then because of the rain and because i did i do have a conscience and i did feel bad that i was maybe standing in some people's like way um i would go back up and stand like behind like under the overhang like behind like the wheelchair or like that section to like sit and like watch the show from there but I had a I had a blast. <laughs> I was I know vibing the whole. But about halfway through the concert, again because it was in this monsoon, there was a lot of little kids who were like sleeping or like shivering cold or like kept getting up from their seats because they're young and they need to walk and they their energy. But there was this little boy and his mom who came over and they were trying to stand and see the show. So my friend was like, "Hey, why don't you stand in front of us? Like w- we can both see over him. Like he should be like be able to see like come stand up here." And she was like, "Oh, thank you guys so much. Like he's just really cold from like standing in the rain. Like we're probably just going to stay here for the rest of the night or if he's still cold, we'll just end up leaving early." 
And my friend was like, oh, and she had all these friendship bracelets, these Taylor Swift friendship bracelets. And she took one off and just gave it to the little boy and was like, here, why don't you have this? And the mom was so thankful. And my friend was like, well, I mean, if it, like you're not going to go back to your seats, like, let's just trade spots, like, like joking, like, we'll give you our spot, which we had already given them. <laughs> and you give us your seats. And the woman was like, you want them? Yeah, you can go half them for sure. And she was like, yeah, we're in section, like, I don't even know, like, one, 120, um, row nine seats one and two so we we went from like the top of the 100 section to like nine rows from the field and because we're on the end seats me my friend and then my other friend the three of us were able to like stuff into these three sections this 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 section on the end of the row we could see everything and because it was late in the show people left had left the concert so we bumped from row nine all the way down to row one so we were just back from the field so for the final like three songs of the show like we had like this whole area to ourselves just like jamming as the confetti was falling oh my god it was unreal and we were drenched like i don't know if people have seen pictures of the show like yeah i could probably send some pictures Oh yeah, you should send pictures, but like the piano wasn't work, like isn't working anymore. Well, the- the, she she was like trying to like wipe water off yeah, the piano. And it's it was like, like she was flooded. trying to throw she was like trying to throw like lawn chairs off the Titanic. Like nothing was gonna yeah. keep this boat from sinking. <laughs> Truly. <laughs> She'd wipe the water off and it would just like immediately come back on. Or like when she was standing trying to play her guitar and she's in the spotlight, it was just like everything in the spotlight was just like downpour rain. It was insane. But I, I'm i hoping that that's not the case for Seattle. I doubt it will because I'm going to be in July. But I will I, I will look at the weather because I do have a poncho that I will bring. Oh. But I was going to say like – The ponchos do get, don't work. <laughs> I was going to say like do you get really cold? Because like what's the temp there? So yeah, so we, we did get lucky. It was like mid-60s. But I, I wasn't I cold at all. Like, oh, well, 20, 15. I'll look it up. I mean, like, it, it, it would definitely, I wouldn't call it warm, but the rain wasn't cold. And because you were dancing so much and singing and moving yeah. around, like, I was warm. I wasn't cold or shivering. But I had yeah. also had the luxury of basically spending half the show out of the rain. So yeah, I only yeah, really yeah. had to go experience, like, the last, like, three sets, so to speak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was downpour. And I was wearing a rain. I was not, look, I was not looking cute. I didn't have my a Taylor Swift mm-hmm. outfit. I had, black, I had black pants, a black MIT rain jacket. Boston Bruins ball cap, and <laughs> yeah. I had red the red heart glass, <laughs> the That's red heart glasses. So funny, but like I was just like drenched, but it didn't even matter. It was so awesome. <laughs> Honestly, the rain made it more fun too. Like I, I was incredibly impressed in her ability to like do the entire concert in an absolute downpour, and not even her, like her other dancers, like everybody else yeah. who was involved. I don't know if this is like a spoiler, but there's like part of the show where people are riding bikes on the stage. And I was like, somebody no, is surely yeah, yeah, gonna yeah. eat shit. And yeah, they didn't. Yeah, yeah. I was like, Well, no, the bikes, away. even just the dancing, like any yeah. type of turn or anything, I I would be scared to slip. Well, anytime that she elevated herself on stage, yeah, she on, was like Yeah. On like different props. I was like, how is she yeah. not like sliding the off chairs? These like props? it I it's so sketchy. And like I feel like I'd be so sick. And like sometimes she's doing it the next day, like Sunday she was performing again. Yeah. And it's like she finishes like past midnight. Yeah, she she went, I think her first and now mind you, she maybe took like 90 seconds of like interlude where somebody would like guitar solo while she costume changed or if she was yeah. transitioning between eras, but it was never a long break where she would like get to breathe or like dry off or anything. She was just costume changing. Totally. And she went from about eight o'clock, probably just before eight PM, to 
I think she pl- finished her last song at like eleven twenty five. Like it's, she went, yeah. It's insane. The stamina, like like rain or shine, is it was fucking a, insane. It was a spectacle in the best ways. And like I was saying, like when my 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 friend's boyfriend who knows Taylor Swift like isn't like a huge fan or everything. Like he could not stop talking about how impressive he was by oh, like so many everything. people. So many people have come up to me, not come up to me, but like have talked to me about it. Like it's actually insane that she's doing forty four songs. She did forty, yeah, like four, yeah. I think she did forty five for us. Um, yeah, but it was just I, like it's insane. But Kate, I want to know about the music. Like, what was your favorite song that she played? So, like, I was I was obsessed with every. Every part Every of the show. Every single number, yeah. She, like, the, the folklore set was incredible. And it's so funny because I remember when we talked about folklore, like, when I, when I made my debut on the podcast. <laughs> but, like, it was like, well, it's not a, it's not a concert album. It's but not it, a stadium uh, album. I know, it, I know. Work Like, the props that she had for it. Like, when she started, she was doing the one, I was like. <laughs> yeah, let's so, fucking go. Like, the, the whole thing blended together really well between, like, the, the tracks that she chose. I will say, I think that, like, my most amped moments were um, the Reputation set. Like, when she was doing Don't Blame Me. I don't even know that song that well. Like, I was losing. <laughs> like, well, obviously, rap, like, rap is, if I had to pick a pre- previous concert, to go to it would be rap because that's just a stadium album but you're right like even um what's the song that um again fake fan uh are you ready for it yeah oh, i love that song like, i love that like song that unironically stadium, from the concert yeah no like it, that chills like chills no, no. It, the the whole like the ready for it transition and i think that we've talked about this like reputation has aged extremely well but like even look what you made me do which got so much shit i was like when she was doing that in the show i was like the thing about the the taylor Swift concert which i'm sure everybody else realizes is that it's not just a concert it's a three and a half hour sing-along like the stadium is chanting back the lyrics non-stop the entirety of the show like of course so you hear you hear her it's not like she's drowned out by everybody else singing but like and the moments where she's not singing it's the background singers the background singers are really the entire audience because they're just going at it like every every song so you're like it was just an incredible atmosphere um her doing the 10 minute version of all too well like i know that that song like gets its love for her performing it live but like it was special the effect she had on the stage to build almost like the scene that she's singing about in the song the entire stadium knows like the entire 10 minute version of that song. Like these, like the people who go to these shows, myself included, are dedicated to knowing the lyrics. Of and course. And so when you hear her singing like all too well or enchanted, they're like, please don't. Yeah. <laughs> Someone the stadium is belting it. The way I'm going, fair roll. Yeah. Like, um, so like those pieces, those pieces, amazing. The 1989 and Midnight section, phenomenal. And, yeah. she, and she's doing it in the rain. So, like, when I was texting Tori, like, in the buildup to her doing Midnight Rain, like, yeah. I was so ready for Midnight Your Rain. Your favorite song. It, it, yeah, I mean, yeah. the concert itself is, like, the, the tour itself, like, the just, like, the experience is, like, so special 
to have gotten the opportunity to go to. And I'm so glad that I was able to because I just, again, I've been to like other concerts and I've been to like large country concerts and large country concerts are typically like, like the vibes are debaucherous. Yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> like you, you, but you have I've done like, loops, of course. Yeah, like <laughs> you have like you have packed stadiums, mm-hmm. but like every single seat in this house, from the floor up to the nosebleeds, people were standing. People stayed like the entire show. And again, this is in the downpour. Like you didn't have like large swaths of people leaving. And the way that she has designed the show to basically have interludes like very short interludes, but interludes itself between these different eras, like people would be like, okay, like I know I have like a minute to 90 seconds. I'm bolting up the stairs right now to go to the bathroom or go get a snack and come like running right back down. Um, I don't know if people were buying French fries because the second the show started, you couldn't catch me at the French fries stand. (laughs) (laughs) But I did see people with food. (laughs) That's so I only I only snuck back to the French fries stand if it was to take a water. (laughs) Like (laughs) I was like Okay, but, like, the way I swear to God I'm not peeing or eating during that. Like, I'm going to, like, dehydrate myself so I don't have to pee. And then I'm going to, like, eat a huge meal at, like, 3 p.m. Like, people were not leaving until I, I'm not rain. leaving. Like, because what song would I go during? Because I'm not. That's what it is. It's like. I'm not you... the 90-second interlude girly. I'm not running up those stairs. Like, so yeah, I, I can't. I went, I think, twice. And but both times I didn't have to wait in line. It like I was yeah, you were in the fucking press box. I whatever. I would go in between like sets when like some guy was like ripping on a guitar. Um, yeah, or yeah, yeah. It was like the fade out of a song and nobody was singing and she was transitioning. Just like her, the the stage she has built, the holograms that she has, the 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 different sets that she has to create a different environment for every album. Like you truly felt like, Oh, I'm in folklore. Oh, I'm in evermore. Oh, this is reputation. Oh, this is speak now. Or yeah. Whatever. Like 1989, like you could feel the shift the change in tone, yeah. um, the mood. Well, that's something that I've always really admired about Taylor is how she, and she, she knows her work. Like she, is first oh in my the God, world. Yeah. Like even when she's like doing the hand yeah. part <laughs> for like fearless and stuff like that, which is what she, or like dancing around in circles. It's like just those types of things. Like, I don't it, know. She just knows it really, really well. And she obviously. knew how to work the stage too, for people on the floor to feel like no matter where they were on the floor, that she wasn't like yeah. favoring the side of the audience. I, uh, I I've seen what... her do that. Like where she's um, also the people with like obstructed views. She'll like yeah. go over there. Like that's so nice. Well, like, that's uh, part of like, again, why I was like feeling guilty is like, I know people who were sitting in the like obstructed view section and were like pumped that they had tickets. And I was like, I don't even know. It's okay, Nick. Like, it's okay. And, and, and I'm like looking at their view and it's like, they can, can't even see like the huge backside of the stage I know, they're they, able to I watch know. It. they're able to watch like essentially her performance when they can't physically see her on all on these screens screen. yeah. and then when she moves out onto the really long like runway see her from there too but yeah the 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 concert itself of like just standing in the crowd of wherever your seat was even if you can't see her that well like you are you are surrounded by like partying and excitement and and fans that it it didn't even matter because you were having a great time no matter where you were because if you're a fan, you're a fan. And what I thought was really interesting is like at the end of the show, like you'd look down and like people on the floor might be leaving a little early to try to get to their cars, but nobody up in the nosebleed 300 section is 
is leaving at all. Like those are the real ones. The like, true fucking fans. I mean, like I'm not I'm not exactly scared of heights, but like sta- at least in Gillette, or I'm sure most stadiums, like up in those three sections, it feels pretty steep. Like oh oh, I've been seeing the TikToks, dancing. and I am scared of heights, and I would not be caught dead up there. Like truly, yeah, like, truly, like when it's like just literally like a drop off. Also, I'm a little nervy because I also am scared of crowds. So I'm like, I'm like a little, little nervous for the crowd. Well, it's going to be crowds. I know. I know. I just don't like, like crowd crush or like being touched by random people or like whatever. Yeah. I'm, I will try my fucking best for Taylor Swift, Taylor Allison Swift. (laughs) But yeah, it was, if you can scam your way in, like people, if, look, (laughs) this is a call to action. People like me who don't have tickets, don't give up hope i literally literally got my volunteer pass to like formally get into the show saturday morning like i had received word that there was a good chance i'd be able to go like officially on friday yeah but saturday morning was when i was like i got the pass like i'm getting into the show it was a fucking whirlwind being in that group text the the woman who I like volunteered for was like, yeah, if you ever want to come back for like another concert or a Patriots game, like just let us know 10 days in advance. She was like, there's a show in August for Beyonce. Like, let me know. And I was like, wait a minute. you I can do this whole thing again for Beyonce. And she was like, yeah, concerts are exactly like this every time. Like once the performer's on, nobody comes and gets food. Football games are a little bit different. So you might not be able to see as much of the game. But like concerts are like this. If you ever have a show you want to come do. And oh my like, God. You love Beyonce <laughs> and you love the Pat. <laughs> yes I was, like, I was like wait this is like a gig because the and so anyway the the show ends obviously okay just wait just wait just wait just wait before you get to the end you have to talk about your two surprise songs <laughs> and then you can talk about your your adventure right. home so again you people who are you've seen the, the tiktoks i'm assuming um yes. so i was at gillette the the night where the surprise songs were question and invisible question is a stadium banger. Oh yeah. Like, regardless of what your opinion of that song is, like on the album, it you is, know it's a Kaler yeah. song though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it honestly, Tori, like when we when we talked about Midnight's and we were like spiraling into what question meant. That's all I can attribute that song to now. It's like that's what that song is to me. But yes, the song is fun. It is light. Yeah. It is when she goes into like, can I ask you a question? I, my tone was off there. But like the, the stadium was, and she's like, have you ever? Um, and then 10 seconds later, they were clapping to like the stadium was literally like clapping. Like it was like an uproar of clapping. What? And then the stadium callback is like, what did you do? Like it was. Oh, God. That un- sounds like so much fucking fun. It was. And again, she's in the rain and she she's playing the guitar and she had to stop like 20, 30 seconds into the song. And she was like, is this even working? Like, and she was like, guys, like, my fingers are so pruned. Like, I'm not sure this is going to work, but we're just going to do it. I have this rule that if I mess up a secret song, I'm allowed to do it again. So she literally like started her started over the thing and the audience was like all in it was incredible and she's it's just her and a guitar in the spotlight she's dripping dripping wet the rain at that point in the show like had turned into a torrential rain like it was rainy the entire show the last hour was like torrential monsoon um i was actually surprised that she didn't try to wrap us up early or they didn't say anything but like the fact that she did that she kept joking that it was like singing in a shower and i'm like yeah she performed 
in a shower. Like that's what literally, she did. Literally, <laughs> people dream I, I of can't believe that. performing in their showers by themselves. Like Taylor Swift performed in a shower, a whole ass performance, not just like an in your head performance <laughs> in yeah. front of seventy thousand people. So like the biggest performance she did that. It smashed, and I will now love that song even more now. And then she did Invisible from debut, which yes. I was pumped about because even though it's a slower song, like anytime you can get Taylor to bring back some debut stuff, it feels special. And she 100%. said it's the first time that she's ever performed that song live um, since like her original time. She's like, this is the first time I've ever done it. It's like weird the first time that you ever do a song that you wrote when you were like 13. And she's like trying to clear the water off the piano, trying to play the piano. And then I guess... I saw some of the stuff from last night that, like, she tried to play red on the piano, <laughs> and the piano was just, like, haunted, just, like, it's yes. over. She was like, okay, like, I'm gonna have to do this on the guitar. She did it on the guitar, which red on the guitar is, like, really cool. Invisible, I straight up, I'll have to listen to it. Again, fake fan, I literally don't remember what it listens like, or sounds like, but you're right. A song from debut is really, really special, and it's, like, the 13th track of her first album, like, that's fucking cool. What was what was really special to me about it wasn't even her necessarily doing it. And I ended up knowing a lot more of that song than I thought. Like, I don't know how that song like was entrenched like, in my brain. But yeah. the second she hit the the chorus, I was like, oh, I know this entire chorus. Like I can belt this yeah. out. But my friend who again got us the tickets, and at this point in the show, we had been upgraded to these like incredible seats. That is her favorite song off debut. And she she ha- was telling her her boyfriend about it again and he knows how to play the keyboard and he learned how to play invisible on the keyboard and he learned how to play he learned how to play another one of her songs on the keyboard for her like leading up to like the week of the show because she wasn't able to go to the concert until the week of and she was really sad about it so when she announced that she was going to be playing invisible like she was like breaking down into happy tears tears. and it was just like like i was so happy for her because like i wouldn't have gotten into the show with without her doing all the of course, work. Of I was like in the backpack, okay, ready to go. Literally. Um, it was really cool for, like for her to get that. And then for like me to know the lyrics and for other people around us like to know the lyrics and have her play it on the piano again in the spotlight of a downpouring rain. And like the rain kind of fit the mood of that song to me. It like just was was like really cool. And I think it if we need more evidence to prove that Taylor Swift is just a genius, like the fact that she plays two secret shows at every concert to make every single person who buys a ticket to her concert to feel like special i know and unique they can they can identify like oh i was at the show that played these secret songs like i was at the show that played these secret songs like even though you went to like the gillette show like you you went to a different type of gillette show regardless of you know like i could say i went to the rain show at gillette but like even though that was when I was at him. Like these songs were different. Everybody gets different songs. You can like psych yourself up for what songs you want to listen. You can feel it now. It's more special attachment to the songs for the show that you were at. It's just like genius in marketing and that she has yeah. the, the discography to be able to do it. 100%. Um, um, for my show in Seattle on the Saturday, it is Heim's first opening show. So I'm assuming I'm going to get no body, no crime. Well, so I'll, I'll say that, um, because I was with Phoebe Bridges, she brought Phoebe out to do nothing new, and it wasn't a secret song. Like she just brought because I. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, she, so yeah. she brought Phoebe Bridges out to do to do it because she was like, yeah. if everybody pulls out for Phoebe, and Phoebe literally like rose from a stage and then descended into the stage. Like she popped up and then left. It was so cool, but she did that. So I actually think that um, with Hayam, like she'll she'll swap she'll a just song do an out. 
to do nobody no crime opposed to it being a secret song because she didn't count nothing new as a secret song i will say i did have i did have a moment of a lot of nervousness when we were transitioning to folklore because i didn't i'm not on tiktok so like my understanding of like the i didn't know the the track list order i knew a few things like i knew the second song and i knew her final song and i knew she did secret songs but i didn't know the track order so much so i didn't know when she sprinkled (laughs) the secret songs in and I didn't know if she announced that it was a secret song or you just knew that because you were like a real fan. And the intro to her starting her folklore set is a spoken word of her reading lyrics from Seven. And when I thought that Seven was going to be my secret song, let me just tell you, like, there wasn't you a hate that of, song. There wasn't a lot of frustration. There was actually no frustration for me the whole night. But when I was like, am I really going to get fucking seven as my secret song? You hate I was, that song. I was a I love bitter Betty who had no right yeah. to be. But I was like, and my friend turned to me and she was like, oh, seven, you're, you're, you're least favorite off folklore. And I was like, at least it's not epiphany. Like that was the, in the yeah. moment. The All only- of a sudden she's like, hoax is up next. Yeah. Like-, <laughs> I, like in the moment. I could only rationalize my anger. It's like, at least it's not epiphany. <laughs> yeah, like, literally. But then, thank God she didn't sing it. It was just like the intro to it. She was like, high up in the trees. I was like, you better shut the fuck down and come down from that tree right now. Yeah. No Yeah, seven. because it says that there's seven and a red intro. And then obviously there's the intro that's like, I am Taylor and I was born in 1989. Yeah. Fearless. Medium yeah. midnight. Like that yeah. one. Yes. But the, the folklore one was like a seven 90, lyrics. 60 seconds of this spoken word into seven. I really thought it was going to be the secret song. Damn. And we were nervous. Like, could you yeah. imagine if I had went and I got the secret songs of like anything featuring Ed Sheeran or <laughs> seven? <laughs> like, I feel bad for those people who have the later on shows that are going to get, and I'm sure the last show is going to get like high quality songs. But if you're like the third to last weekend, you're going to get paid dust. <laughs> Literally. Oh my God. I'm dead. Yeah, you're right. Because every song that she's done with Ed Sheeran has been like a fucking flop. Like, like I could have done Endgame, like just the chorus. Like, yeah. I feel like that could have been a fun intro, but like, yeah. I don't want those as my secret songs. No, I, I'm scared too. I'm going to tell you the truth. I'm fucking scared. She's already done a lot of the songs that I would want, like Death by she, a Thousand Cuts. She was introducing one of her songs, and people were like, Death by a Thousand Cuts. Oh my God. And I was like, like, I know she's done that one because of Tori. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Because I was like, pour one out for my era's tour experience. <laughs> I'm just really nervous. I would really love like the last great American dynasty. She sings or... that. So she she sang that at the show. And I thought oh. that was a secret song too. And then yeah, my friend was like, no, she doesn't. So, so um, she also did Mastermind. Oh, no, it is, it is. Sorry, it is on the set list. I'm looking at the set list right now. But it Tori, you, like, you had highlighted something from our last time and you didn't highlight mastermind but mastermind is on the set list because i was pumped no you're right mastermind is on the set list and so and this was just my bad reading and the last great american dynasty and she she swapped out something to do the one (laughs) which i was like thank god that's my song yeah 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 she might what did she swap out because Invisible Strings, who swapped out Invisible Oh, I really like that yeah. one, too, so I've been fine with Yeah. Well, I, I prefer the that. one to Invisible String, but it would have been okay. <laughs> yeah. So if you look at our Fuck, Mary Kill from <laughs> this fall, actually, you got 14 of 16 songs. Which two did I not get? 
uh, cardigan and no body, no crime. But they do cardigan. She did cardigan. Oh, because yeah, she you're did right. the bridge. Okay. And oh my I, God. Am I fucking illiterate? She, she, so when she started doing cardigan, I was standing up. I wasn't standing on the stairs. And she started doing cardigan. And I was like, I'm getting on these stairs for that bridge. I am screaming this bridge with everybody around me. Yeah, stairs. yeah. No, that's insane. Okay. So you actually just missed no body, no crime. Yep. She sings the rest of them. She's done Snow on the Beach and You're on Your Own Kid as secret songs. And like, I think that I had talked about, like, one of my hard cuts was question, and she did it for me, so. Literally. Yeah, um, your hard cuts were The Last Great American Dynasty, Mirrorball, Gold Rush, Tis the Zam Season. And she did Tis the Zam Season, which yeah. I was surprised about. And she, and question was one of your hard cuts. So wild. I really hope we get, like, a false god or an afterglow those were the two that I like. Daylight. She did. I think he knows last night, and I would have lost my mind if she had done that. I but love I, that song. If if I had to like pick the ones off Lover that she's not already doing, it, those are the two that I would have said. I would have said False God or Afterglow. Yeah, because you probably would have a live um trump tr- not trombone. Yeah. Is it trombone? Saxophone. No. I think saxophone. It's a saxophone. Yeah. Trombones aren't sexy. Sax- saxophones are sexy. Yeah, are like sexy. <laughs> like you would definitely have a saxophone player and also, there, and like her, that'd be unreal. I remember watching. It was like right after Lover got released. She did the Saturday Saturday Night Live performance of, of False God. Yeah, it, it was like even better than the one on the album. It was 100%. like one hundred percent. So I'm like, I would crushed to hear that in, in concerts whoever gets that one congratulations to you yeah no, enchanted was amazing i'm sure after speak now gets released in july there's going to be more speak now songs into the set list um i feel like she's strategically waiting for that one to get released to like build more hype around yeah, it, it maybe in the shows I, leading I think up you're right maybe the shows leading up to it and then right mm-hmm. after i think yeah. you're right because it seems like she's done the least of speak now and debut which like makes sense as her oldest albums yeah. but for sure when um speak now is coming out I, i'm sure she'll do a lot from yeah there. i just was like shocked that she wasn't even doing like mine or mean because those mine, feel like stadium bangers <laughs> But yeah, like it was, it was just great. Um, I was ten out of ten, hundred out of ten experience. Like, in even like for the like people who just got in or like I had like people that I work with today who didn't get home from the show until like three a.m. that were like worth it. Like it didn't even matter. Like it was, you get such a bang for your buck because of how many songs she does and how just she works the stage and I, I, it was just. She... No, you're right. I, I keep thinking about like the crowds and driving home and stuff like that. And I'm like nervous and like annoyed already. But you're right. I'm going to be on such a high. I won't care. Mm-hmm. And you're right. It is bang for your buck because her next album or her next tour will probably just be one album. And obviously you do get older songs like she's always played o- older songs. I think every artist does but like you're not getting this extent so like and i this, really am glad that we're doing this this is a type of tour that i feel like artists do when they're late in their career right yeah it's like they're they're like comeback tour and they do like yeah. all of their bangers but you don't get them at their height like that's what you're getting in this tour you're getting the artist's entire discography, you're getting a, like, comeback type of tour for somebody at the top of their game. 100%. It, and it, it, it was just, like, so special to be a part of it. I, everybody who goes, again, even if you're not a huge Taylor Swift fan, I think 
like find enjoyment out of it. Like the amount of volunteers again who were there who were like literally there to volunteer and not there because they like Taylor Swift. Like you could just look around and see all the people just like watching her show the entire time or like recording totally. parts of her show. Totally. I've seen that on TikTok a lot where a lot of like security guards and stuff like that either got the job because they like Taylor Swift or have found a newfound appreciation for Taylor Swift because of it. There was this girl at the show whose job was to like sell drinks and at, like early on in the show she came and stood behind us and for like four songs she just stood there and sang so I turned to her and I was like did you get this job just to come to the concert and she was like yeah I'm gonna sell the rest of these drinks and then I'm gonna go hide the this box and just go crawl into the crowd and then I'm quitting. That's fucking <laughs> was, like, hilarious. I was she was like what about you I was like yeah I got this job this morning and I will be leaving later. <laughs> I love that. As a volunteer, you weren't supposed to, like, record anything on your phone. So, like, a few volunteers got yelled at for recording things. And meanwhile, I was, like, in the mosh pit with the crowd, I was just like, going to say, shit. all your fucking Snapchats. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's so fucking funny. Okay, and you said you saw someone at Gillette steal, like, oh, six yes. Lavender Haze beer taps. And I was like, fuck, I should go take one because I could probably sell it for $200. Little did I know I could have just collected water because... People online are selling Era's Tour rain from the show. <laughs> and I've seen people sell the confetti, too. Yeah, I, there were people hunting for confetti at the end. Yeah. But it, it didn't work for us because it all got so wet. wet. That, like, when you even tried to scoop it up, it, like, sh- it didn't, like, it, it like, shriveled. Like, yeah. there were people, girls who had confetti all over their, like, clear ponchos that were like, I'm going to save it, I'm going to save it. I was like, it, it's done so. It, it's the, biodegradable. Yeah. <laughs> by the time you get home, that's just going to be like watercolor paint. Like. Yeah, they had these lavender haze, like specialty, like beer taps. And I literally saw this man run down the stairs to the floor with like six of them King in his hand. Shit. And I was like, <laughs> and in my head, he like passed by by the time I was processing this. I was like, I should have like pulled the employee card and been like, give me those. <laughs> yeah. them for <laughs> also, I really want to have a lavender haze beer. That sounds a amazing yeah, i would say i i didn't drink at all the concert i had like yeah. four waters and i was having the time of my life <laughs> oh i'm going sober because i don't want to forget anything i don't want to overindulge or anything yeah. like i'm not having any and remember i don't want to pee so i'm not <laughs> like i'm literally not drinking be, anything be smart i've been to like a country show before where like one of the guys i went with was like toasted by the time luke bryan had even come on stage just the back like luke so bryan type people if, like don't judge <laughs> totally if i was at like a music festival or something like that of course i'm indulging but like if i'm going to a concert like this i'm not drinking i want like good pictures i want to enjoy every song i don't want to like yeah. be dumb and enough to pee or throw up yeah. or like yeah be hungover like whatever i i just i want to experience everything so. um especially if people need to think about this Especially for those of you who are going to be waiting in two hours of traffic afterwards. Like, you don't want to be peeing in the car. You'd yeah. Like, I'm just friendly reminder as somebody who didn't have to wait in traffic. <laughs> yeah, literally. Literally. I know. Your night was, like, literally perfect. So. I literally. I, so, because we got shuttled in and out, the the concert ended. There was, like, a little bit of, like, by a little bit of cleanup, I mean, like, I went back to the place, got my stuff, got my tips, and then I walked to the bus. <laughs> they shuttled me home. So the, the, the bus, like, shuttled us out by all of the traffic. We got to our car because we weren't on the main road because we were in the volunteer lot. We had back roads with no traffic. I was literally laying down in bed, like, blanket pulled up, phone plugged in, eyes closed by 1220. Like, that's insane. So, like, was- 50 minutes. That's fucking crazy. 
Ugh, I'm so happy I, I, for it was you. 10 out of 10. I can't, I don't think anything will ever top that in my life. And I hope that all of, all of you people who deserve that luck as well, get it in some fashion or another. I've used up, I think all my, my good karma luck for the year. And I, it was well worth it. It was <laughs> no, well worth it. No, no manifest more. <laughs> Right. Um, yeah, if anybody is at the Seattle show, the Saturday show, I'll be there. Come say hi. I know Jenna from Date Card Pod is going to be there. And I'm going to be with three girly pops that have been on the pod, Dana, Courtney, and Lisa. So come say hi to us. We'll have friendship bracelets. I should make yes, RTBP no, ones. You, you, no, you really should, Tori, because people were trading friendship bracelets like they were currency at the show. Like, Oh, it yeah, was I ordered my kit. Yeah. I just yeah. I ordered my kit today because I said as soon as I'm back from all my travels, I'm going to start making my bracelets while I watch Vanderpump Rules. And, and who knows? It could get you a, a seat upgrade if you are use it on the right person. Yeah, it could get me some listeners or... I don't know, a new friend or something. I'm uh, already and- in a Swifties in Seattle um, Facebook Messenger group. Yes. <laughs> like from a like TikTok comment thread. So, yeah. Um, and I'll have to see um, if my friend has any interest in going to the the Beyonce show. But if she doesn't, and any any Boston local people would be interested in slinging some French fries for a few hours pre Literally. Beyonce. Let me know. Maybe I'll be interested in attending with somebody. And a few hours seems like a loose term. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was like 4.30-ish to like (laughs) (laughs) 7-ish. That's actually a funny (laughs) joke. Whatever. Whatever. No, that's awesome. I'm super happy for you. Okay, Nick, this was really fun. Yeah, I'm glad to come share and talk about Taylor Swift. It feels like the proper accumulation to the, the Taylor Swift saga that we've been going on because she always yeah. gets me on the pod <laughs> no i know but you should come on for a normal episode just to shoot the shit also we should do a speak now ah uh, that's a good plan. because that makes a lot of sense and are we doing a folklore round three three third year anniversary oh i think we have to wait till four i think you know what here's my here's my theory tori is yeah. she's recording a documentary of this tour she has to be like, yeah, I, I, I'm positive. It has to be because it. this is like, again, you're right, a capstone tour for an artist. So whenever she posts this shit on Disney Plus or some nonsense, I wonder if she'll get the like Hannah Montana Best of Both Worlds type treatment where she gets like a movie or like the Justin <laughs> Bieber My World. Remember like when people no. would do concert things and they'd go in theaters? Yeah, I, I, I remember. You think I, that could happen? Yes, for this? I I went to both the best of both worlds and the my world one <laughs> in 3D. Uh, <laughs> in 3D. Oh my god! I and hope that this is in IMAX. <laughs> yeah, like literally, it was it was in 3D and it was a fucking good time because every time like Justin or Miley would reach like into the crowd, it looked like they were reaching at you. <laughs> that Honestly, is so again, 10 out of 10 experiences. 3D. Yeah, like it, it was very intense. I wonder if Taylor would. I bet you she'd get paid a shit ton from like Disney Plus to put it on their streaming service. But I almost wonder if she would. She would in quotes take take the risk of putting it in theaters because I do think it would probably make a killing in theaters from the Swifties. One hundred percent. There's no way I think that her any of her endeavors flop like i think every time they're going to be money makers i think it's mm-hmm. so smart to put in theaters unless she continues dating maddie healy i feel i really do feel like it's like all uphill from here <laughs> or all whatever upwards and you know what I'm saying. 
So I, I think that maybe maybe when that comes out, we do a watch party and, and yeah, pod yeah, then. Yeah. That sounds lovely. But That's you'll definitely lovely. be hearing from me in about two months when I yeah. speak now. <laughs> yeah, I hope, again, we should not come speak now the long the pod sessions. Yeah, it, literally. But something else will, co- will come up, I'm sure. Can you tell the listeners where they can find you and anything else you want to plug? Um, so you, you can find me at the French Fry booth in Gillette near one thirty. <laughs> oh my god, that was the grossest laugh! Like, come, come say hi to me potentially on August first. Yeah, fuck um, yeah. But otherwise, you can find me on Twitter at Nick Drinkwater. I still have the Twitter app not downloaded, so I'm really bumming Twitter on Safari. So like, I don't see a whole lot there. Literally, it's um, basically just tweets I send you. And then you can find me on Instagram at, I think it's just Drinky11. This is big news. This is big news for real ones of the pod. I'm thinking of breaking my five-year beef with Instagram. With Instagram? No, because nope. you can't do that because then if you do that, I have to do that. <laughs> because it will have been – somebody called me out recently for for not posting on Instagram after they Same. followed me. Um, and I was like, well, I didn't tell you to follow me. You just followed me and then gave me shit. <laughs> But the middle of June will be my five years since not posting on Instagram. So I'm thinking of the caption of like, where do you see yourself five years from now? And then have two pictures from 2018, 19, well, the end of 2018, 19, 20, 21, 22, and the start of 2023. So I have my my 10 picture reel of like what I've been up to the last five years to kind of like relaunch my brand on instagram okay but i'm still debating because i don't know how i don't know how petty i want to be against instagram so i'm kind of still like feeling things out okay i love that i think that's super creative but this is the problem and this is what this always gets me because i think oh i should start posting on instagram too but what gets me is that you have to continue to post on instagram because if you don't if you do one post and then you ghost again that's not a good luck. Like, but I think so. It leaves a little intrigue. A little people are like, "Oh, what's true. he been up to for the last five years?" You get a little spritz of what I've been up to, and then I'm like, "Taylor Swift reputation error again." <laughs> like he should just clear all the pictures, put a picture of a snake, <laughs> and call it a day. No, Which would like, be off brand for me. <laughs> like, but literally though, um, I post on stories and I put all my stories into highlights, and guess what? That's basically the same as a grid. <laughs> So, yeah, I'm, I'm thinking Instagram's that. changed since I posted it because like reels are really what dominate now. So I'm wor- yeah. wor- worried that if I post these this picture slide, I'm only going to get like 40 notices, and oh, th- I can't. Okay, that's the other thing. If I got like under 100 likes, like I literally would off myself. <laughs> so like, I, just, like I can't. I can't have like a flop comeback. No, no, I would need to have like every. I only have like 300 followers on my personal account, but I would need all 300 people. <laughs> So like that picture, and if it wasn't that, oh, I'd be sad. Like, I, I need the like notification that says Drinky Eleven has posted for the, on Instagram for the first time in a while. So like people who don't even know me are like, oh, and then they pity but, like it. Okay, that's another fear of mine because I would <laughs> fucking hate that if it was like Tori Aiden hadn't posted posted in a while. It's like why? Because you have a loser life. Like I just can't do this. I really can't do this. So I'm gonna stick to the stories. <laughs> Um, so yeah, no, you, you should give me a follow. Give me a follow for like three weeks to build to see if it happens. Think of it as like a Taylor Easter egg. Like when you think that Taylor's gonna like release that book that all of you have pre-ordered, expecting it to be her. That's what you should do. Follow my Instagram to like pre-order to see if I post on like June twelfth. 
I'm dead. I love the tie-in. And then I think that's the only places worth following me. <laughs> oh, yeah, because you're not on Twitter. So just Insta. And tell Tori to add me to the RTBP Discord. Oh, yeah, I will. I will. And I, uh, you can find me there. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Okay, I should. Okay. Thank you so much for coming on. <laughs> <laughs> and there you have it. Thank you so much for listening. And thank you to Nick for joining me on today's episode shout out to all of the key players in this episode johnny and ally and both of nick's friends the boyfriend and girlfriend volunteer duo like all all the best to all of you but i hope you are all safe and healthy out there as always i'm your host tori and i'm ready to be petty see you soon bye